today on Gateway Unlocked. What I found is people are still talking about the same things uh, that we have been trying to solve for many years. I've heard a soundbite of, you know, payments are faster, cheaper, but not easier. I've heard a soundbite around fraud, balancing the friction with consumer experience. There was especially one session that really resonated with me. And the topic of the, the session was the ultimate marketing tool is the customer experience. Hi, and welcome to Gateway Unlocked, MasterCard Payment Gateway's podcast where we connect with teammates from across the globe and organization on payment trends, innovation, and ideas that are shaping our business. I'm Anne Herrera, and today we're getting a download on everything Money 2020 that just concluded. Money 2020 is undoubtedly one of the top global industry events where companies demonstrate their proudness for innovation and what's coming next in the industry. So to answer these fun questions, we have Damla Tashkin, our North America commercialization lead for MasterCard Payment Gateway Services in the studio. Damla, you are fresh off the plane. So thank you for joining us after what I can imagine was a couple of whirlwind fun days. It definitely was. Now, did you get to go last year or was this your first Money 2020 back in person? It was my first Money 2020 in person. Oh my gosh. How did that feel to be back in back in person in Vegas and in the atmosphere and surrounded by by so many uh, like-minded individuals? You know, for the past couple of years, working from home, being in our, you know, tiny offices, you forget how big the payments world is. Being back at a conference in person, especially Money 2020, it was fascinating. I was very impressed with the size of the conference, the amount of people and how they still managed to fit us all under one roof and keep everyone busy with a number of different tracks. It was extremely energizing. Now, in your role, you were looking at, you know, a couple of different opportunities at Money 2020. What did you find were some of the highlights, the key themes that you saw at the conference? So I actually managed to attend a number of sessions on Sunday. The rest of the days were just meeting people, visiting different booths. But on Sunday, there were quite a few um, interesting tracks. This may be selection bias, and I may have gone to the sessions I'm most interested in myself. But what I found is people are still talking about the same things uh, that we have been trying to solve for many years. I've heard a soundbite of, you know, payments are faster, cheaper, but not easier. I've heard a soundbite around fraud, balancing the friction with consumer experience. There was especially one session that really resonated with me. And the topic of the, the session was the ultimate marketing tool is the customer experience. And what they were talking about wasn't the customer experience when you're browsing the website, when you're, you know, arriving to the website, but the payments portion of it, how it is important to ensure, one, you are providing your consumer the right checkout methods, but also are simplifying the checkout experience, finding that right balance of introducing friction 
to prevent fraud with simplifying the user experience and the risk you're taking and the data behind the scenes that you are using. One of the funny things was I saw the hashtag know your customer, which we use ourselves in our article when we were publishing uh, right before money 2020. And it was all the same topics that we were highlighting that were being discussed. The importance of having multiple payment methods, locally relevant payment methods. So what, what's known as APMs, importance of knowing your customer and using the data in a smart way, knowing when to have exemptions and when to reduce the friction and really optimizing the false declines and approval rates. That is fascinating. And I love how they, they've tied it back to marketing. And it's very true that that customer, that user journey is, you know, an interaction you don't want to get wrong when it comes to payments. You brought up the article that you wrote, and I do want to touch on that. So now that revolves around card not present declines and really mm -hmm. improving your approval rates. Yeah. Uh, can you can you share with us for those who haven't read it yet on LinkedIn? Uh, mm -hmm. And I think it's also on your website. What are the, your recommendations, especially mm -hmm. moving into a very fast-paced holiday season? You know, mm -hmm. what are your recommendations to merchants, to banking partners? How do they help these merchants with card not present transactions? Yeah, card not present declines have been something I'm fascinated with and spent half my career trying to trying to solve for. One of the most important things that everyone needs to understand when it comes to card not present declines is it's all about having the right information in the right moment. So what you hear, and in a previous world, I used to be more in the issuing facing uh, side of our ecosystem. So I've got to hear from our issuing partners. They have very limited piece of information in front of them when they're making that approval decision or a decline decision, right? There are very few factors they can look at and they have to make that split decision. So the tools merchants can use to share the wealth of data that they have about that consumer. Allow the issuer to know, hey, I have known this consumer. They are a repeat user. They have come back to my website many, many times. They haven't changed their password in a while. Or, you know, they have been shopping with me for the past eight years with many different cards and there has been never really an issue. Sort of sharing that information the merchant has is really important. And there are several tools out there that can help achieve that. The most top of mind, and there was actually a session on this at Money 2020 as well, and I attended just, you know, listening with love, everyone talk about network tokenization. But yes, network tokens are very important. They are not only integrated with account updaters of networks, so making sure the transaction isn't declined, you know, when you've stored your card on file with a merchant, and when and lost your card, uh, you know, on, on a weekend, that merchant and your interaction with them isn't impacted just because your card is going through some sort of reissuance. But also, network tokens involve the issuer in the overall process, which does mean that the issuer knows that card has been stored on file for the first time. They 
are involved in that decision. They actually get to approve the card being stored, and then they know for how long it's been there. And that is such important piece of information when the transaction comes back, especially during a moment where maybe they're feeling a little bit suspicious about other activity. They know at least that transaction is safe. Other tools that merchants can think about, MasterCard recently launched something, not recently actually launched, this has been around for a while, but there was a recent press release um, around identity, um, identity check insights. This is basically allowing us to leverage the 20, 40 plus different data elements that 3DS 2.0 Rails now allows merchants to share and return those to the issuer in form of a score, in, in form of a fraud score associated with a reason as well, without introducing the additional friction and the um, latency that 3DS 2.0 sometimes may scare merchants from. So looking at tools like that to increase the information, not just know your customer, know your consumer, but also share what you know about that consumer with the issuers who are going to be making that decision is basically the spirit of my article. That's insightful. And it's, and it, yeah, you were right. It incredibly, it connects with what you were writing. Um, and then, and then some of the topics that were, that were discussed at Money 2020. So know your customer, no Domla. What, um, <laughs> from your perspective, what are some of the big trends to also watch out for? And this, you know, this is perhaps something that you heard on the floor of Money 2020, or perhaps, mm -hmm. you know, I always find that, you know, I find the speeches and the sessions insightful, but it's mm -hmm. also just the chatter afterwards that you really mm -hmm. get some amazing insights. For those of us that didn't get to attend, what are some mm -hmm. of the big trends? You're right, right? The sessions are one thing, but then walking around the exhibit hall, you know, meeting a number of different companies, understanding what they do is, is a completely different experience. And uh, some of the themes that were emerging were buy now, pay later and lending, right? It is the hot topic right now. And the number of different providers touching the life cycle of buy now, pay later experiences, whether they're managing, um, you know, fraud around it or the aggregation, it was just fascinating. Another one that was uh, very easy to notice as you walked around different booths and read their, their signs was the cybersecurity and identity. I actually attended a session where there was a very, very funny soundbite. They showed the fraud numbers in the, in the industry, and I don't have them off the top of my head. They were saying they have risen in the past two years, which is, you know, which is showing the fraudsters have got, done a great job, but not necessarily us. And fraud is going to keep rising as we keep shifting to digital. They're, they're, they're just going to find different ways to, you know, steal. And uh, there were a lot of companies that were uh, looking at the identity because one of the key things when it comes to fraud is that origination moment, right? If you ensure the first time you add the card or you create the account, you've verified that consumer really well, that's already 80% of the battle. 
from there. You have to make sure the consumers are setting their passwords responsibly, changing it regularly. And I think, you know, as we were hearing that session, half of us were switching our passwords at the same time. The fraud prevention, cybersecurity, identity, and then fighting with account takeover. Those were very um, prominent themes in the session. And then another one that was very interesting was um, financial wellness. There were a lot of companies focused on helping and providing white label tools around financial wellness for other companies to ingest and offer to, for example, their employees or their customers and, you know, thinking around the consumer and how really overwhelming uh, payment spaces. To us, it's fascinating because that's, you know, what we live and breathe. But as a consumer, when you think about your money, you're usually worrying. Um, you're thinking about the end of the you know, month, the bills coming, the debt, the different options uh, when you are paying sometimes can feel overwhelming. And thinking through, okay, what does the consumer really need is also very important. So it was, it was very interesting to see financial wellness emerge also as a theme at Money 2020. That's amazing. And I'm just, I'm listening and I'm taking it all in. You know, it really is all around the customer. You know, know your customer. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I've just put on my to-do list that I probably do need to change some of my passwords. That's terrifying. But I love the fact that we're not thinking just about the payments. We're thinking about the financial wellness, especially in today's climate. I think that is definitely top of mind, especially as people are moving into the holiday season. They're starting mm -hmm. about making some end of year big purchases potentially or pulling back and, and maybe thinking about budgeting holidays. I know my kid has very lofty goals from Santa Claus. So uh, <laughs> we're going to see how Santa can do this year for that. Let's look forward now. You, know, you had an amazing time at Money 2020. I think that the insights have been fantastic. You know, in talking to connections that you've made there or working with our partners here, you know, that we have within MasterCard and, and our customers, how are you having them look forward now to 2023? You know, what should be mm -hmm. top of mind for our partners, our enterprise merchants you know, mm -hmm. as they as they move into the new year? Yes. One of the, of course, biggest things you continue to hear at Money 2020 and for next year is the, is the recession that's, that's about to be coming. Uh, both in the U.S. and Europe, there is a recession expected while AP is where the growth is supposed to be at. So with that in mind, starting to future-proof your payments, payment experience, the alternative methods that you support in Asian markets, especially for enterprise merchants who are present in, in Asian markets, is going to be important. One of the things we've heard again at Money 2020 is the top of the funnel is getting smaller and smaller. It's harder to find new consumers. So as you look at one, retaining your existing customers and simplifying user experience, but two, broadening your reach by going to new markets, it's really important to think about the local acquiring relationship. Yes, you can have customers all over the world who are, you know, shopping in your um, digital environment with their um, foreign issued cards and 
those transactions, you can use your single provider. But thinking about having local acquired relationships that can help you optimize the approval rates as well as the cost of acceptance and using a gateway like ourselves who has huge presence in Asia Pacific region, as well as Middle East, as well as Europe, as well as uh, US can really be your one-stop shop to optimizing now your payment for, for the growth that is expected to come in Asia. Yes, I, I absolutely agree with you, Damla. I mean, and it really ties everything together. Know the customer and then, yes, I mean, we have to prepare for what could potentially be coming next. Thank you so much for joining us today, Damla. I am, uh, <laughs> I'll let you get some rest after your big week in Las Vegas. And, you know, I'm sure it's going to be another exciting week. So I look forward to talking to you soon.